The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number 86 for January 9th, 2007. Uh, I'm not doing that this time. You know, we could, but uh, we have all the technology here to do it and, like, none of the energy. uh, And the time. Nor do we have the time. We have places to go and things to do and people to see and parties. Yeah. Parties to attend. That's right. So, uh, John and I, of course, are here in our, uh, or in my lovely room here at the Monticello. In San Francisco for Macworld Expo this week, and uh, though we've been here for a couple days, today of course was the first big day of the expo. Uh, we saw a bunch of announcements from Apple. Of course, we were both at the keynote this morning, and there were some things that Apple released today that weren't at the keynote. So that's what we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so the keynote. This was new. This was the first year I think they had. Yeah. And if I pause anymore. in the middle, it's only because I've got half an eye on CBS News where I, I was oh. interviewed this morning. Yeah. So. You know, Katie Couric, you know, takes precedence over who? who? Who's this? This, I don't this old media folks? Right, so I don't anyway. watch TV news, man. No. So, uh, so I don't know. This will be the first time in a long time. So, so I guess Moscone West is where they have the uh, WWDC. But um, That's right. Yeah, so that's right. W- WWDC is normally at Moscone West. Macworld is at Moscone South and now North this year. Hmm. Um, and I believe there's a nice TMO banner going between South and North, or at least there should be. Really? Yeah. I'll have to look for that. Yeah. Uh, but the keynote was held over at Moscone West. Why? I don't know. I think it has something to do with the logistics of where they placed the uh, uh, the, the users' conference sessions, mm-hmm. because the users' conference sessions are where they would have normally held the keynote. So anyway, we all marched over to the Moscone West this morning to, to uh, watch Steve Jobs deliver the keynote. The, he talked about a couple of things, right? So the the first thing was that the iTV has a name, and that's the Apple TV, mm-hmm. and you can order it today. Yes, and I think you they're can shipping. Receive it in February. February, right? And so it does full 720p with HD. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think Apple's going to be releasing movies in HD. That's good mm-hmm. because we need that. Uh, and it, it's got it's got a couple of cool things, right? It it'll share movies. It'll auto sync to one Mac in the house, but let you stream from up to five. Yeah. So it's not just uh, so the thing I was thinking that it could be is just kind of a dumb box that you right. just blast stuff to it. It sends it to your TV, and and it does that. It does that. That's right. nice. And it's got a forty gig hard drive in it, so that it can buffer this stuff. In case your wireless speeds are slow or whatever, you've got the stuff there. Well, I think that's more for saving. For saving things, things. right. But so, remember, so, you're not saving from the television. Right. Right, it's saving from the Mac. Right. So right. I think we have so we have two modes here, which is compelling. So there's right. the live mode, right. which is streaming, and then there's the synchronization mode, I think yeah. you call it. And it um, looked like you could sync automatically. You, the iTunes right. will have a, a, an auto, a thing where you say, look, sync the, the 10 most recent episodes of, of this program or whatever. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you have a season pass or a, what, what do they call it in, in iTunes when you get a, a season-long subscription to a program, you... Uh, season pass, I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Uh, so you get the season pass or whatever they call it, and you, you download it to your Mac, and then if, if you tell iTunes to, it'll automatically beam it over to your iTV or app. Sorry, the Apple TV, as it's now called. Hey, if Steve can make that mistake, you can. I think did. so. That's what he did. That's right. You wonder if that was intentional, though. Uh, so, so you know, this is, it, to, to me, that's interesting, though, being able to beam all this stuff to your TV, and the thing will also stream not just from your Mac, but it'll stream things from Apple online, mm-hmm. trailers and that sort of thing, right? It'll, via your, your internet connection, it'll just connect 
as another node to your wireless router and suck it down. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting point to bring up. It talks wirelessly, right? But it uses yes. a faster speed. It's using a draft of what they call... 802.n. 802.11n. Right. So for those, remember, B is the first one, 11 megabits. 11 G, megabits, really? Five and a half. Yeah, the, right. theoretical. So right. theoretical or what the... You know, kind of like hard yeah. drives. Then G is 54. Now, I don't know off the top of my head what N is, but... You know, that's a, I think I thought it was 110. 110. So I think it was 110. Of yeah. course, if you're going to be streaming, I mean, you know, HD... Yeah. you got to have the bandwidth. And so they've, um, you know, so they're moving towards this. It's still draft. Right. Which actually is a bit, bit cause of concern for me because when I was on the floor talking to some people about 802.n, I mean, releasing something that's draft, I mean, with the same vendor, that's that's okay. Yeah. But interoperability, so... You know, what happened, remember what happened with G is that it was under the ratification process and then... Mm-hmm. People just started releasing it, and the market decided what the final spec was, didn't it? So, yeah, but, but I suppose... But it's hard- all firmware updatable. Right, so if the hardware, base hardware, RF hardware has the capability. Right, and and so the, the cool thing is, if you buy um, a uh, Apple TV, or you buy the new Airport Extreme base station that was released today, they both have 802.11n. That's funny, he didn't talk about that. It was That's a right. press release that one of us noticed. Yeah. However, if you buy one of those and you have a Core 2 Duo-based Mac, Mm. they come with a CD that you can use to upgrade your Core 2 Duo-based Mac to 802.11n. Firmware upgrade, Mm -hmm. good to go. That's something that they should should pimp a little bit. So, uh, you know, but hey, I guess they only had uh, so much time and and, and there you go. So So it's reaching the age of HD. um, You can actually go, uh, you know, I did a little... uh, as I usually do a little photo shoot, and uh, if you look on our page today, or uh, probably tomorrow as well, you'll see uh, uh, snapshots from the, the keynote, and you can see all the wonderful ports that they put on here. So they put, you know, probably what most would expect. There's a USB port, Ethernet port, uh, HDMI, right, uh, for the high def folks, uh, and, component, uh, component, video, right, right, and also I noticed an optical uh, audio. audio. That's right. So yeah. pretty much anything you would see in, you know, in a HD uh, audio setup, yeah, uh, home setup. Yeah, which is good. And I That's think it was good. $299, was it? 299 yeah. And you can get it in February. Buy it today. Uh, so we're going to talk about the phone in a minute. because the that, what? The iPhone oh, that, that Apple released. Oh, that old thing. Yeah. But I, I wanted to mention something. During the keynote, I thought, and I, and, I mean, you and I have seen Steve Jobs on stage mm-hmm. deliver keynotes probably more times than we have fingers. Uh, I think that's correct. Almost. Okay. Yeah, we're getting close. I don't know. There were all those summer shows. I think we're over 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it seemed to me today, he, there were moments during which he he seemed genuinely choked up, right? Because there, there was there was mo- a couple of moments where he was thanking the Apple employees and then thanking all of their families, his own included. And and, and he seemed a little choked up. And that, that was, I mean, it was, you know, it, it's always nice to see the human side of, of, of anyone that's in the public spotlight. One of the one of the coolest moments for me was when his clicker stopped working, and uh, he tried his backup clicker, and that didn't work either. And so I was expecting, like in a prior show, I was expecting him to hurl it at somebody. Yeah, which he did with a camera <laughs> right years ago. Yeah, or somebody told me he tossed it, but still he mm, I he was, was there. Obviously frustrated because yeah. demos you. You, yeah. Anybody who's done demos in any sort of environment, you practice, 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 and, and I know that you know he prides himself on 
being able to run a smooth show. But yeah, yeah so, so it didn't work. And didn't what did he work. do? And so he, he made some joke about there being uh, you know someone in the back scrambling, which I'm sure that was yeah. very very true. And uh, and then he you know he he started talking about well maybe there's something interfering and and he started talking about this box that when he was in what high school he said that that he and uh, that he and Waz made and uh, and and, the, and sorry Ricky Spiro's calling us on the phone Ricky Spiro host of the uh, Apple Weekly Roundup uh, we're gonna ignore that call but he started talking about this box that he and Waz or really Waz had made that would or I guess maybe college that would screw up television reception and he would mm-hmm. walk into a room and you know turn on this box and it would script the TV reception someone would get up to try and fix it and as soon as they would stand up he would flip it off and the TV would be fine and he'd flip this back and forth and drive people mm-hmm. crazy so he told us this story but it was kind of cool I mean he was clearly still in entertainer mode but it was kind of cool to see him just go off the cuff and, and, and talk about this of course he didn't talk about the blue boxes that they made I was going to say yeah um, and not probably that, a good idea not to have talked about that being well, not, the CEO and of yeah. Apple and largest shareholder of Disney you know, not that you or I Dave would know anything about what a blue box I have no knowledge of even is. what that is that's right so, uh, so we'll move on to the phone right to the phone straight to the phone alright well we'll talk about Sure Sure the Sure E-Series earphones they are our sponsor for this show They've got the uh, the E500 series of these earphones. I'll tell you, years ago, about three years ago, I did a, a piece checking out all kinds of different universal fit and, and custom fit earphones. And the E5Cs, which were kind of the high the, the high end sure earphones at the time, were available. And I tested them in my ears and I put them in my wife's ears. I found them a little uncomfortable. And my wife at the time told me, if you ever put those in my ears again, we're no longer going to be considered a couple. <laughs> she has now, uh, she has these E500s now and says they're the best things she's ever listened to. Three drivers in each ear, three speakers per ear, really warm sound. They have a way of making it sound as though the sound isn't like right inside your head. Of course, they include this push to hear uh, control, which is great on. That's got to be Ricky, and he's just going to have to wait. Yes, he will. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just go a little longer with the ad here. So the uh, they've got this push to hear thing, which on airplanes is very cool. You you put it in line between your headphones and your iPod, and jeez, uh, and uh, this is really nice. Thank you, Ricky. Uh, and you put this thing in line between your headphones and your iPod, and and you can push a button, and it's got a, activates a little microphone, so you don't have to take your headphones out of your ears to hear what's going on. These things really do sound great, and if you're looking for some universal fits. They are one of the better ones on the market. Uh, $499 is the uh, retail price, and sure.com is where you will find them. Okay, okay so what I was going to say, though, is that there were a couple other tidbits before the phone that I thought were interesting. Okay, go ahead. So above 50% of the people right now that are purchasing their products are new purchasers. Right. I think I saw that figure. Right. That's pretty impressive. Right. Um, he refuted some reports that somehow iTunes... Music sales are slowing down. Right, he did. So he yeah. delivered this two, two billion songs. Yes, they sold, sold on iTunes. Yeah, or downloaded from iTunes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that was notable. They added Paramount movies, I believe. That's right. And so that's notable yeah. too. And they've been selling a good, uh, good not, clip. Not going to gangbusters, but yeah. you know, it's getting there. Well, yeah. maybe with ITV. Yeah, I think that will change it a lot. Um, so that was good. Um, and we are yeah. going to pause it here real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we're not. No, keep going. Yeah, so those tidbits there, just uh, talking about the state of the business. Oddly enough, he didn't talk about Apple hardware at all. Well, he mentioned at the beginning that they're well, real the, happy with the Intel. The Apple TV. 
they talked yeah, about. But, but I mean, no Mac hardware mentioned. No Macs, no nothing. What so No desktop, no portables, yeah, no new class of machine. Very strange for a Macworld Expo. Well, I think, you know what I think is that they're all tuckered out from bringing everything over to Intel. Uh, they got to take a rest. Yeah, you know? it could be. Yeah. So I just thought I'd toss out those those tidbits yeah, as well because absolutely. I uh, I think they're notable. But then, yeah, on to. So then he started talking, and I think most people expected it. So he's like, yeah. you know, wouldn't it be nice to have something that – well, th- he did the timeline. So he's like, okay, right. 1984, the Mac. 2001, the iPod. I believe that was the date. Right, right. And he was talking about milestones in history. So yeah. you knew, okay – this was gonna be. He didn't even say. And one, by the way, one more thing. He's like, right. this is this is gonna it. be big. Yeah. Then the more bad. So he was. Ba- uh, yeah. No. He, I mean, he's a showman, right? You know, they they're, they're a company that makes stellar products, and they have a great PR guy at the helm, mm-hmm. right? And he's a, and he's a showman. He's a natural born showman. So, yeah. So so this phone, and you're you're you've. I'm sure you've already read the details online. It's a it's a flat screen phone. It is the widescreen iPod, right? And uh, but it's got a touchscreen, so you control the iPod with the, t- with the touchscreens. You control the phone with the touchscreens, uh, with the touchscreen. There is what one button on the front of it, a home button, and mm-hmm. then there's thank goodness, just like my trio, they put a vibrate and ringer switch on it, which is mm-hmm. really if you're going to put one switch on a phone, that's the one. And of course, then they put a volume rocker. Again, another great great idea. It's got a two megapixel camera in it. This phone. Which for the U.S. is that's pretty good, not too shabby because yeah. I know in Japan and all that. They yeah, have yeah, six. yeah. That's right. So, but that's good for no. It, it's good. So let's talk about this phone. You, you're going to see all the specs online. We are not able to get our hands on it, at least not today. We're trying to arrange for that, but uh, they do have one of them kind of spinning around in a display. My big concern about this phone, right? It's it's awesome what what they've done here, and and clearly. The, the strength of this thing isn't so much that it can play MP3s because there's other phones that can do that. It can play movies. There's other phones that can do that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, uh, it, he made a big deal about how uh, when you're checking email on the phone, which you can also do, mm-hmm. uh, that when you click on a phone number, it dials it. Well, you can do that on the Trio, right? Mm-hmm. Most Trio owners may not know it, but you can do it, right? So the big thing here is the fact that it's all done the Apple way. And, and, I just glossed over it. I said Trio owners might not know how to do that. Trio owners might not know a lot of things. Trio owners might not know that their phone plays MP3s. They might Mm -hmm. not know that you can play movies with it. They might not know a lot of this stuff. And it's because the interface, as good as the Palm interface is, it doesn't make everything readily apparent, right? Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's the big strength of this iPhone is that you've got all of this stuff put together in an Apple way, right? With the Apple mm-hmm. UI. It's running OS ten under, under the hood. Uh, a version of it, which a, they, right, right. Because they weren't, because I tried to prod some people and okay. say nothing. I mean, they, no, I'm it's clearly if it's, not Mac OS ten. Right. It could almost be right. like it's Windows Mobile. The, the guts. It's right. a baby version. Yeah, but of it, OS ten with the core functionality. It just builds on the core functionality, which is smart. Why reinvent the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Put an Intel processor in the thing, and you don't have to worry about it. You, you can run your graphics and sound and all of that stuff. Now, is it? Intel processor? I don't know. And they can't... See, that's the thing. I don't think they can talk about that yet because mm-hmm. there's this whole FCC approval process right, that has right. to happen. And the phone won't be available until June. Mm, you know, that's what they're saying. My guess yeah. is it might be available sooner than so, that. So, because, and I think part of, you know, what you're commenting on, I think that one of the reasons is because iTunes is right. what talks to this. And iTunes is already becoming more and more of a media management, right. other than, like, contacts and address book and stuff like right. that. Right. 
all of the other things that go on this are things that, that are potentially within iTunes. So That's movies, right. yep. photos. Yep. And it's got, what, a 4-gig version and an 8-gig version. So right. it's essentially an iPod Nano, hmm. right, inside the phone. And it's, what, four ninety nine for the 4-gig with a 2-year contract from Singular mm-hmm. or five ninety nine for the 8-gig, again, with a 2-year contract from Singular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the, the high end, but... Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, my, my feeling on this is that they're going to... They have to start at the high end. They have to target the smartphone users, right? Just like they did with the iPod. They started with the iPod. Now we've got all these other lesser iPods. And, of course, the top-level iPod has grown uh, with the market. But I think we'll see you know, what, what I would call the iPhone Nano right? Mm. in a year or, or something. Where it's, it, you don't need the web browsing capability. You don't need the uh, – you know, maybe you don't even need pictures. You, don't, you just need a phone, SMS – and, uh, and and playing music, right? The, the teenage toy, and so yeah. that's what the, that's the nano, and and you know maybe they'll sell that for one ninety nine, and uh, you know yeah. whatever. Now what so. struck me, and this is where, you know, Apple time and time again really gets it right, is they understand how things should work, how yeah. people want to use things. And, and the, the, to me, the most revolutionary thing about this, and they commented on this, is the interface. Yeah. It, if you don't need something, it's not there. And I would tend to agree with his point yeah. that all the other devices, they have this fairly large, for a portable device, right. keyboard, right. and you can't get rid of it. It's there. You're always right. stuck with it. Right. And I think what they did when they were designing, they said, you know what? If you don't need a keyboard, I can use that real estate for something else, like showing something in uh, in widescreen. Right. Um, That's right. Now, the other cool thing was, you know, the attention to detail by using sensors that are not revolutionary, but the way they're using them are revolutionary. So, for example, um, I think, what do they have in there? So, they have a a proximity sensor. Right. So, when you get get close to it. Yeah. um, A light sensor that I guess, you know, will... uh, uh, Adjust the backlighting. Adjust the backlighting. And then uh, an accelerometer, you know, fancy name for something that can, you know, determine the orientation of the device. Well, and motion of, of that of that orientation. Yeah. It's not just detecting gravity, it's yes, detecting I'm sorry. when you've turned it purposefully. Yes. Right. Uh, right. But it also knows the orientation. Right. So if you turn the device, from what I saw, it knows that it's been turned. Uh-huh. And it reorients the display appropriately. Yeah, so that was neat. And the other thing, too, I thought was cool was the... Uh, the, the pinching. The gesture. So almost yeah. like, you know, when you want to pinch someone's head from afar. Right. So right. you pinch to make something small, mm-hmm. you do the opposite to grow it, and it's pretty darn intuitive. It seemed like it. Again, we haven't used it, right? We, we watched right. it demoed. But yeah, I mean, presumably presumably all the stuff that, that you would assume is intuitive because of the demo it is. Right. I mean, this is Apple after all. They, this is what they do. My big concern is that touchscreen keyboard because when I remember when I was shopping for this trio a year and a half ago, I had that Siemens XS66 phone, right? Mm-hmm. And it had a pullout keyboard, but it also mm-hmm. had a touchscreen keyboard on it and I could type phone numbers on the keyboard and mm-hmm. I could also use it as a regular keyboard and I hate remember I hated it I gave it up yes. why because on my trio and on every other phone I've ever had you have a uh, a little nub on the 5 key right that lets your thumb right. orient to where you are so while you're driving if you do have to you know doing anything you don't have to look at the phone to dial with this you have to look at the phone to dial if you're dialing a number that's not already there otherwise you could use the address book or presumably it's going to have voice dialing and all that good stuff yeah because I would say yeah. you shouldn't be dialing your phone while you're driving no but, with but, but to hands. have to look at the phone while you're while you're doing that and even typing without the tactile response of a keyboard 
I didn't like because the, the Siemens I would, phone. I would concur with you. Yeah, same as the Mighty Mouse when they came up with yeah. the Mighty Mouse. Yeah, I was like, yay! Apple came up with a two-button mouse, and then when I used it, I'm like, I don't like this because right. I need something other than where the button should be. Yeah, and here now the only thing I noticed is that when he was typing, it would put up hints. Like I saw big, that. He like didn't use the hints, yeah. Banners or... or yeah, no, like, no, but, like Word does. Like Microsoft Word does. No, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Oh. But like bigger versions of the letter oh, you were typing. right. Yeah. So you were yeah, so looking, you had some visual feedback. You were getting a, a warm fuzzy yeah. as to uh, what letters were being hit. Now, yeah, you were talking about in the email, Right. it would do like auto-completion of certain that, terms, which that's right. is similar to... Like my phone has that. The, the okay, Motorola. Yeah. And a lot of phones they have do. this. They do, yeah. Which is, uh, I don't know, is it T9 iTunes or, or, or yeah. whatever program. Yeah. Things they have there. So yeah, so that's a that's a good concern. Yeah, I and I I, I, I am reserving judgment until I get a on, on that part of it anyway because I use my trio for email a mm-hmm. lot, and and you know and honestly you probably saw or if you didn't the way you navigate through a lot of the lists including the address book is you just flick your finger up and down on the phone and mm-hmm. it scrolls through the list at, you know at a speed well, that. Was almost like the scroll wheel. Almost like the scroll wheel, right. The faster you go, right. the faster things happen. Or if you, yeah. It's the speed detects- relative to, to how fast you move yeah. your finger. But the thing is, for me, when I get into Palm's address book, which, by the way, works fine, mm-hmm. all I start doing, if I want to dial John, I can start dialing, I can start typing J-O, or I can type B-R, and bam, mm-hmm. I'm right there. Honestly, even with with Steve Jobs navigating through that, that list, it took him a couple of tries to, you know, triangulate yeah. on whatever phone number he wanted. I can get there faster on my trio, and it's not – it doesn't require, you know, geek cred to do so. So, again, you know, I, I said this many times today. While I think the – I I don't want to take anything away from the iPhone uh, in, in concept. It's great. The fact that Apple is the one responsible for putting it all together will almost ensure that it's a really smooth experience. Mm. But Palm should get on a stage in front of 4,000 influential people – and do the same thing with the trio and teach these people here's what this phone can do because I bet a lot of them have no concept of all the mm-hmm. things that the trio can do uh, you know and true, Blackberry true. And, and all this stuff right they don't have you know master PR people at the t- at the helm mm-hmm. to go and, and pitch this stuff to the world and people miss out on it I, like I said I, th- I said it earlier tonight I'm sure there were people there with trios in their pocket that could do some of these things, and they were saying, mm-hmm. gosh, if only my phone did that. And the fact is, it does. So just bear that in mind. Yeah, because yeah. here the UI makes it fairly clear yeah. what's available right from the start. So It does, right. And that's, and that's, that's, a, that's not to be glossed over. Yeah, the, Apple's UI makes you lets you know instantly what's on that thing yeah but there's so many things about it the yeah. uh the, the last thing that really impressed me because i've seen how they've tried to do web browsing on you know wap it's dude like, no as soon as you try <laughs> to introduce a special way to render yeah. web pages you're, you're sunk yeah. this is by and far the best web browser implementation on, on awesome. a small device that i've seen so it brings up the page yeah i think a double tap will zoom you in to where yep. you tap. And then you can just drag around and move around wherever you want to go. And it did pretty quickly. It, it, did. it upscaled yeah. the, uh, the the text. So yeah, that although, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like it, it was doing just fine. Yeah, that web browsing blows the trios away. Yes, the trio can browse the web. No, I don't ever do it unless I absolutely have to because it's a yep. nightmare. Yeah. And his example, I thought. And to, to kind of wrap up here, I think yeah. we're gonna wrap we're, up. It's right. time to wrap. But the up, example yeah. that he did that I thought was really good is that he always does this, and, and you know I would in shows past he's always tried to tie what the phone, what the device does 
to a lifestyle or right. to a real world example. And he That's did right. this here. Yep. So he, um, you know, he called Phil, or no, I'm sorry, he called Jonathan. Jonathan. Right. That was the first call. But, you know, he called Phil and he was like, you know, let's go somewhere. He would bring up the, uh, you know, movie page. Let's watch a movie. So he was doing this whole kind of scripted thing, which sounded fairly reasonable, trying to plan right. an event or find a restaurant or something like that. Right. Like I said, my favorite part is when he called Starbucks and ordered 4,000 lattes. That was funny. That was <laughs> he actually called. He, uh, he, he used, really a, the, he Google, used Maps. Google Maps, yeah. found the Starbucks, found the phone number, called them, asked for that, and then and then... And then said, "Just kidding, wrong number, my bad." <laughs> yeah. All right, that's uh, that's it. We will we will check in again later this week uh, as John and I have had an opportunity per- to peruse the show floor. Uh, it will not be tomorrow. It will not be Wednesday. It might be Thursday. Uh, otherwise, it'll be Friday. Mm. And uh, looks like Ricky's calling me again. So uh, we're going to uh, call him during. We're going to call him during his podcast. That's right. <laughs> Have a great uh, couple of days, folks. We're going to try our best to get this up. Hopefully, you're getting this shortly after we, we publish it or we finish here. The the bandwidth in the hotel is uh, consistent and slow. So, yeah. there you go. So, you will hear from us again, provided that we don't get caught. <laughs>